2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
3: everything.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 40, Radio.
3: Radio. 40 hours away from the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Friday into a Saturday. It is straight out of Vegas. New Cofield, R.J. Bell. I mean, this is
4: it. This is it. We are here. Super Bowl coming up. And remember, guys, on one hand, and I think 20 years ago this was fair to say, is, oh, it's just one game. And it is. Don't force the side. Don't force the total. But when there's like 500 props out there, it's an opportunity. Speaking of opportunities, college basketball tomorrow, big card. We got in the wise guy chair, college expert,
3: Brad Powers. So it will be fascinating the next day and a half to see what happens in Las Vegas with the money, with the odds. And the action's been swift the last... 10 days or so since the numbers come out, and big bets have been laid down. So
4: my sense is that, and Steve, you do 15 hours of local radio a week here in Vegas. My sense is that we're on pace to break the record again. There's been um, many, I think a majority of years in the last five or six have broken the existing record for handle, for amount bet overall. My sense is
3: we're on another pace for that. It feels like the bets, the big bets are bigger than they've ever been. And the record is, am I correct, uh, 138 and change? $138 million and change in Nevada bet on the Super Bowl?
2: That is correct from last year. 138 and a half. And to put it in perspective, just seven years ago, we we're only doing 97 and a half, 98 million. So, incredible listen, handle. Listen
4: Brad say, we now. He's been here <laughs> he's, he's in 18 months and it's the we. Silver Stater. You he's gotta like Hater. it. Gotta like it. You know, I was on Kevin and Bean today in Los Angeles, and I've done that spot four years. Now, listen. What, what's our position on bragging? Because if it's true, is it bragging or how, how do you think about it? Cofield? Not at all. All right. Four years, first year, one, second year, one, third year, one, fourth year, one. So I could have said it four straight, however you want to say it, but perfection on Kevin and bean. And what we were talking about was, and you made a good point, Brad, if we go back to the Steelers and the Seahawks, which was actually the record for quite a while, um, that was, what, 2005, right? And then I think that was the record all the way for four or five years. That record was, correct me if I'm wrong, 95, right? Am I remembering that right? So we were at 95, like, year after year. And obviously, there was a recession, you know, 2007 and 8. And remember, in Vegas, a big chunk of the handle was are people traveling here to be here to bet, and there weren't as many people traveling. But the idea that 95... Less than 10 years ago, and now we're moving towards 140, that gives us a good perspective on that trend line for sports betting up, up, up. So what's the reason? I think some of it's in-game, right? So if you say what percentage of this handle is going to be in-game, 10%. right, so... He nodded on radio. So it could be a situation. (laughs) No need to cut you off. You're flowing. It could be a situation where it's fair to say 14 million of this is in game. right? So you would subtract that because it
3: wasn't really in game 10 years ago. right? None really.
4: Number two, I would say.
3: The prop number you mentioned. Yes. The amount of the overall handle kind of blew me away. I didn't think people played props to that level. You're talking about. In excess of thirty, maybe forty percent. And I props think it's now. book
4: by book. I think there's certain books here in town that emphasize them, that do a good job with them. It's fifty plus. Other books, it's thirty. I think the blended number in Nevada, about forty percent of this hundred and forty or so million dollar handle, is going to be props.
3: And remember where this started with the props. If I'm correct, Jimmy Vaccaro, Bear Super Bowl, fridge.
4: I told this story on Atlanta radio to uh today it's it bears repeating right and this I, this is a this- 32 years ago
3: 32 <laughs> years ago
4: i okay. can do math <laughs> did you were you
3: figuring that well i a- just wanted no i'm, I'm gonna math i just <laughs> wanted to set it up to to tell you hey this was one prop by jimmy vicaro and then now look where we are where it's 40 percent of the freaking handle and and i think this
4: the the origin on this prop is worth talent i think sure is that okay?
3: Yes. Right. <laughs> I won't answer, and then I jump in and ruin the <laughs> it will, it will, it will take.
4: What we'll do is go back behind the curtains <laughs> here in the casino, as we like to do occasionally. But this was great, because remember, this was 85, and it was a situation where the Bears were dominant, for those that remember that or read about it, the, younger, the youngsters out there, and they were playing the Patriots, a very different Patriots team. Tony Eason, a quarterback, as I recall, and the interest in the game was fairly modest because remember the Bears almost went undefeated. They went to Miami, and Dan Marino Monday night got beat. And Jimmy Vicario, legendary bookmaker, still in action in town here, said, "What can we do to do something interesting?" And it was the fridge. Perry would he score a touchdown because he had scored a few touchdowns throughout the season. Now. The numbers that you hear in the reports vary, but it opened like 50 to 1. Now, what did you hear, Steve? Wow.
3: I'd never heard the number. Oh, it was... That, that blows me away because that would ba- never be offered today.
4: And then it got bat, bat,
3: bat. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. I think it
4: closed like 3 to 1. Oh! It was gigantic money. Now, here's what's fascinating. Not only was this the genesis of props, but this is even better. And you haven't probably heard this story. Mike Dicka coach for the Bears hated Vegas because the prior year Vegas made the Bears a significant underdog against Joe Montana and against that 49er team. It was like a nine-point dog. He felt like being such a big dog caused this team to lack confidence. It was demoralizing, which makes some sense, right? Vegas is so sharp and Vegas says, you know, you're... It's one thing for the Eagles to say, "I'm a three-point dog." We're gonna like get behind that. If you're made a double-digit dog, almost you're thinking, "Wow,
3: maybe they know something we don't." But if you told me a coach who could deal with that, Ditka combined with Buddy Ryan, I figured they'd go fire and brimstone. Yeah, but, and, but oh, the, how dare they? Where make they some did? Dog. They got
4: blown out, and yeah. they had to blame somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story goes, the Ditka heard about the prop purposely put the fridge in when the game was out because he wanted to stick it to Vegas. And Walter Payton, at the time, the greatest running back in the history, I think many would say, and maybe to this day some say, greatest running back in the history of football, did only Super Bowl didn't get a touchdown because Dicka wanted to stick it to Vegas, so he gave it
3: to the fridge. That is amazing. I never heard that. That's why I'm here. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. RJ Bell, <laughs> Steve Cofield, Brad powers in the wise guys chair. So let's talk about some of these big bets, million dollar bets coming in. It's been pretty hot and heavy.
4: So what we like to do at the beginning of the show is set up the Vegas lead. And that's us telling you guys coast to coast what the biggest story from a Vegas perspective is. And it is the let it ride batter, And what a story, Steve, we broke this pregame.com and we were proud to do it in the world series is a guy came in. He was fairly unknown. He had bet some UFC and actually was quite, quite good. And he was undefeated actually, but it wasn't a huge deal. You know, it wasn't like, Oh my God, look out here. He comes. And he had 400,000 and he started betting the world series. And as most listeners know, in baseball, it's a money line bet. It's pick the winner. So he picked the winner of the first game, took all that money, the, his 400 plus his winnings, he bet it all, and then he let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. All the way through the sixth game, he was undefeated, and he was up over $10 million. $10 million. I mean, what a story, and it was nationwide. Seventh game, everyone is like waiting, 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 And he passes, right? So now, November goes by, don't hear nothing. December, he took the money and ran. Where is he? January, week one, two, three. Finally, as dedicated listeners, and we thank you for all of you, the many that do every week, is he came back for the UFC. And my thinking was, wait a minute, this guy can't know that much about baseball. I mean, he was... He picked some winners, but those games were coin flips, a lot of them, at the end. He he was very fortunate. Right, he wasn't on one side. It wasn't like you some homer for one team. Exactly. And But the UFC, when I heard he was like 8 no, oh, I'm thinking he knows something about this. So if he's waiting two and a half months and bets 100K, which we broke that story too, I took off the RJ rubber band, went deep, deep. Well, Cofield, who... I mean, he's square in a lot of things. Not square on the UFC. That time. Well, in net, net.
3: Not 82% on the uh, UFC, but I had a feeling.
4: <laughs> yeah. So he liked the other side. I said, who
3: cares? I'm yeah. betting
4: the let, it ride, let guy. it ride guy. And, well, that <laughs> didn't go too well. But then, I don't know if he wanted redemption or what, because 100K is a smidge, right, compared to all this, is literally he went to the MGM, and we broke this story too, pregame.com, and said I want ten million dollars on the Eagles to win the game, so money line. And I got this reporting, Steve, literally just forty-eight hours ago or so, from a source. It went up past just the sportsbook manager or whatever, right? They're functionaries in many ways. Went way up to the the highest reaches. And the MGM very seriously considered taking the whole 10 million. But ultimately, they said, no, we'll take three, which is about as big of a bet as you're ever gonna hear. But that wasn't enough. He wanted 10. So other people have reported credit where credit's due is what we try to do, is where other people reported a million here, 700,000 there. By my estimate, up now over 6 million to let it ride better. If you cobblestone together, the different reports and his goal still is ten million on the Eagles. And if he wins, if he gets it down and they win, remember it's the money line. So let's call it plus one sixty on the Eagles. Ten million becomes sixteen. So total is twenty six. Ten plus the winnings is sixteen. So four hundred thousand becomes twenty six million, letting it ride if he wins, or four hundred thousand becomes nothing. If he loses,
3: now that is letting it ride. Absolutely, letting it ride. And we'll tell you what he's done to the money line because it has screwed up the money line. We'll explain that on the way back. Well, straight not, out of Vegas. Well, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Not screwed up. Help. offered an opportunity. Helped some. Helped some. Opportunity. Maybe not the Eagles side if you want money line. That's up next. Straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quoted. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell is here. Brad Powers is in the wise guy's chair. I got to calm down. I am giddy with the Super Bowl. I had no answer for you on like seven occasions to open the show that I'm cutting you off. I'm just, I am so, I freaking love Vegas Super Bowl week. And this weekend is going to be nuts. The enthusiasm comes through on air, Steve. So no, I'm telling I love, you. keep
4: it coming, baby.
3: I I, lo- I cuz I love the let it ride better uh, and I You know what I love? So this guy has you think over 6 million dollars and he won upwards of 10 million during the World Series. He's got 6 million. He wants to get all of the 10 down on Eagles money line and it's not that easy in Vegas. And listen, Like this, you think it would be, but it's not that easy.
4: This is something last week we were talking about legalization, where things were going. And one of the things that's not getting discussed, and really I see why, because who cares, is the disadvantage that Vegas will be at once this goes national. Because I'll tell you right now, is this is like a guy that's the toughest guy in his little small town with 4,000 people going to Brooklyn or the Bronx and saying, all right, I'm ready to fight whoever wants to fight me, right? Vegas... Is fighting among amongst themselves. And quite frankly, it's a lot of five foot four guys, uh, metaphorically, that have had no competition for quite a long time, right? And when CG Technology, formerly called Cantor Gaming, now remember Cantor Fitzgerald is a multiple, you know, many, many billion dollar big financial company in New York. When they decided to do gaming, what's it been now, seven, eight years ago? All the books in Vegas were running around screaming, oh, what are we going to do? What? That's the voices of the book. Ah, because it was like the big boys were coming to town. Now, what ended up happening, unfortunately, I think, for the industry is one of the key players at Cantor did some stuff that was illicit, got a lot of heat for it, a lot of criminal stuff around the whole thing, and it really set back what they were trying to do. And the other book said, ah, oh, finally, the pressure's off. You know, it was on for like 18 months or something. Well, what's gonna happen when the same people, you know, Verizon, right? There was an article I think in Bloomberg saying Verizon is thinking of getting into this, right? Or imagine when Google gets into it, Apple. You think I mean these Schmoes in town here are, are in big trouble. Now I hope, I hope so badly that we step up. Because I'm a Vegas guy. I mean, not as much as Brad. I mean, it's only been (laughs) 20 years for me. but (laughs) And it is 20 years this month. But I hope we can step up because this should be the pinnacle. You know, I've been asked so many times, and, Cofield, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I've been asked so many times, like, are you guys hoping there's not legalization because you're the only game in town? And what I said was it was very similar. I think it's going to be similar to – the riverboat casinos, the indie casinos, where that acts as a feeder system. They wet their whistle for it and then they wanna go to the pinnacle. Well, if you wanna pay, play roulette, you wanna play blackjack, this is the pinnacle. Now, you know, we can talk about Asia and all that, but in the United States, this is the pinnacle, right? You wanna go to the Bellagio and play 500 a hand at blackjack if you're a big blackjack guy. But in sports betting, if you're in Pennsylvania, and they've got series bookmakers there that's killing it, then you come here and you try to get down $3,000 on a college basketball game and you can't get it down, is it going to be the pinnacle?
3: The bookmakers all tell us that they're welcoming nationwide sports gambling. So they they want it, like you said, the whole feeder deal, but not if they can't convince the corporate head honchos above them to play the game.
4: Oh, I mean, come on. Are we really going to... Act like it's the head honcho. You just
3: said the MGM, he wanted to get the the letter right better, wanted to get down $10 million. You got to go upstairs all the way to the top to get approval on the $10 million. Well, listen, a $10
4: million bet versus $3 million is such a a niche, small kind of if-then. The question becomes, can I get down 500 on a call? Co- I mean, Brad, you're a college expert. Right? What percentage of your premium picks are totals, over-unders? Uh, at least half of them. Or? All right. How much can you how How much can you get if you walk into one book? Now, obviously, if you make a point to go all around town, you can get down multiple bets. But if you go, let's say, to stations and nothing, hey, stations is like any other book, right? They're all imperfect in a way. But I mean, I remember a couple years ago, I was playing a good bit of totals. It was nickel limits, and I sat there so five hundred bucks on a total like Duke, North Carolina. Five hundred on the total, and I remember I was sitting there, and this is a story. If there's one story that is going to tell you the problem with Vegas, the lack of gamble, I was at the Green Valley Ranch, which is a station's property. I was there with a business meeting. I had my laptop up, and I was looking at the screen, and you know the odds, and I saw there was like five or six games that were a point off. So I'm figuring, you know, I've got some money in my pocket. If it's one fifty-five, a Chris. And it's 156 here. I'm gonna just play under, get some action. At worst, I'm break-even because I'm getting the extra point. I walk up, bet a nickel. Every time I bet a nickel, you know, now 156 becomes 155. So a nickel was moving the line <laughs> a whole point. Okay, that's fine. But that like the fourth time I come up, the guy behind the counter, you know, pimply faced kid goes, Who are you? What are you doing? Who are you betting for? And like harassing me. He didn't you know who, you know, that I was a known guy. And it's like it's like someone wants to bet nickels and you're harassing them? <laughs> it's like you want customers, don't you? I get the idea if I'm there a week straight betting thousands of dollars, they start, oh, there's another runner in town, and they got to worry about a runner for the big syndicates. But, Steve, you were behind the
3: counter. I mean, has it gotten
4: worse? Is it, is it the, as bad as it's always been
3: or what? It was micromanaged back then 15 years ago, no doubt. Michael- so, so with that, if there's competition from big – you know, Billion-dollar companies, other states, they're going to have to compete, right? The Vegas books will have to compete and, and raise their game.
4: Here's what I predict will happen, and then this is one as we move past the Super Bowl, and we'll be talking, obviously, a bunch of basketball. We'll be talking a bunch of general sports topics that you know are saying is we don't do hot takes because we bet cold cash. We're going to look at the... Colin, hey, we're not no prisoners, baby. Colin Cowherd, Doug Gottlieb, all the Fox guys, we're going to look at them with a a, a microscope, not a microscope, let's just say with clear eyes, full hearts, and we're going to make decisions. From a Vegas perspective, how valid these takes are. That's going to, I think, be fascinating, quite frankly, in the offseason. Everyone I tell that to, they're like, wow, I want to hear that. We're excited about that. I think we dig deeper into what's wrong with Vegas in the offseason. I, I here's what I predict in 30 seconds that's going to happen, is the, 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 the casinos that don't want to compete will go turnkey. They'll stop running books totally and let the couple in town, let's just say, casino A, B, and C says, we're going to compete. The other seven casinos say, we're not. Well, the other seven will just have A, B, or C, or some outside party come in, run their book, get paid rent, and also get a percentage of the win, which is what happens with the William Hill books now and the CG technology books. And thus, I think some will compete and others are just going to Shut down operations, and then the Verizons of the world
3: or the Googles of the World will also be in the mix. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, if I can say it. Veteran owned, veteran roasted, visit blackriflecoffee.com today. You can use the code Fox Sports20 for twenty percent off your first order. RJ Bell is here at Steve Cofield, Brad Powers in the wise guys chair. Vegas never loses. The Super Bowl. I mean, almost never loses the Super Bowl, but it's always a scary proposition for them. Yeah, this is... Or us. Yeah, this is... Well, we're not the us.
4: We're the (laughs) batters, baby. We don't... You know, Fezzik's a batter, and he'll be here tomorrow when we do our massive, massive preview of the Super Bowl. And we're going to also touch on the key preview points here in the second half of tonight's show. But Fezzik... Is always worried. He knows how many people listen to Straight Out of Vegas. He knows how many people listen to our podcast. And he never wants to say anything to offend a book. So I have a, a special little thing that represents Fezzik in the books.
2: Peace and love. Peace and love.
4: <laughs> it's peace and love for him. That's not how we are, baby. We're batters. We hate <laughs> the bookies. We hate the bookies. The reason they're scared is because even though they've won the bookies 25 out of 27 years. So 27 years we've kept accounting separately here in Nevada. Brad, you haven't been here for all those, but in those 27 years is two times the batters won and 25 times the bookies have won. So you tell me there's an investment, there's a bet that's going to win 25 out of 27 times, sign me up. But here's why they're scared. If they get middled, so what does middled mean? So this game opened, uh, you know, it opened six and a half for a flash. But let's say the major betting happened at five and a half, five, four and a half. One of the guys, and we did our podcast, uh, the Dream Preview, Matty Holt, who's biggest bookmaker in town, said we will not go to four no matter. Or he goes, we will not go to three and a half no matter what. He doesn't care how lopsided it is. Really? He said because if four, which is a fairly key number, they could get middled. And what does middled mean? It means all the dog batters that batted at five, four and a half, four. There's a reason in theory if it keeps going down is everyone's betting the dog, right? They're trying to make the favorite more attractive. Well, if it gets to three and a half and they get a bunch of favorite action, which they would because it's now been made so attractive, the Patriots, in this case, if it falls four, and obviously the odds of that are like, what, two or three percent? Just off the top of my head they would get what they call middled where they're paying almost all of the dog batters and they're paying almost all of the favorite batters. And if you're betting, you know, let's just say on the side is 70 million of the 130 is side bets. And that's probably a decent guess. Imagine like losing a big chunk of the, they, they might lose 60 million right, or 50 million if they get middled. So as much as it's like such a great bet for for the books, so, you know, they're going to, it's so profitable, the Super Bowl. There's a tiny, tiny chance that it could
3: be a catastrophe, and they are scared of it. Some of the big books around town have 350, 400, 450 prop bets on the board offshore. Same sort of options. We'll give you the best prop tips from Brad, from RJ. But first, Ralph Irvin with the latest.
1: Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And the Warriors were strong tonight, hitting 17 threes in Sacramento as they crowned the Kings. 119-104. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, the Bucks stop with Giannis. Porzingis on Giannis. Eight seconds remaining. Seven, six, five. Giannis has got to go.
0: Giannis down the lane. Spinning on Cantor. Layup goal! 1.9 left. Giannis makes it
1: 92-90. That's the Bucks Radio Network with the call. That was the final score, 92-90. Milwaukee over the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell put up 40 for the Jazz. They scorched Phoenix 129-97. Anthony Davis 43 points, 10 rebounds. New Orleans scooped up Oklahoma City 114-110. Philly ended their three-game losing streak of the 103-97 win over Miami. Toronto blazed Portland 130-105. The Lakers won in Brooklyn 102-99 Boston grounded Atlanta one nineteen one ten, 110 and the Hornets swarmed Indiana 133-126 Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit TrueCar Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And it is Super Bowl weekend, gentlemen, and we are just 40, that's right, 40 hours away from kickoff of Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. That's awesome. I'm so glad Gundy
3: backed me up. I tried to do the math right before the show and I'm like, I don't know what day it is. I get low, I get confused. I'm like, I think it's 40 hours away. I drink get- too much coffee. I'm all <laughs> amped up. What the hell's going on? All- Where am I? Who am I? I'm like, I think that's RJ. Brad Powers is here. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm Cofield. You know something? Is
4: I mean, this is old school <laughs> stuff because the movie came out a few years ago but if you like that goofy comedy, get smart. Uh, it was a show in the late '60s. I wasn't even alive, but I remember I went to the Ohio State University, two-time national champion, of the century, and you did, yes. And it was a situation where the year after I I, I applied to law school, decided against it, and I had I'll call it a, a generously a gap year, right? But it was a part you know it was a party year. I'm gonna be candid, living up in Columbus. And I was going to, like, the average time to go to sleep was, like, 4 o'clock and sleep till noon, right? That, it was like I was on the midnight shift. And Get Smart was on Nick at Night at 3.30. Now, this is how, this is, like, 1993. So, these days, like, Get Smart, you'd have the DVD collection or it'd all be tivo Instead, we'd wait up to 3.30 to watch Get Smart. And it was, like, 18 minutes of Get Smart and 12 minutes of commercials because Nick at Night used to chop them up but I can't recommend it too highly.
3: Let's just say that. Get smart. Okay. <laughs> you can't recommend it enough.
4: Ah, yeah. Too highly. Okay. It's like, right. I couldn't right. say, right. I mean, it's like, it, it. it is. And the reason I bring, it, it might feel a little like a non sequitur, but it was like, he used to <laughs> Maxwell used to like, just be in a scene and he goes, where am I? Who am I? And it, it kind of reminded me of it. All right. Moment I just you... want to share the
3: truth. I'll so, give you a couple of teases. I think 24 hours from now on our yes. Saturday show, we'll have a deep dive on Arthur Fonzarelli. Because we got that before the show. Uh, we're about 10, 12 minutes away from RJ's pick on the game. They're like, we have to listen to Get Smart to get the pick. Yeah, You know, we yes. will if we have to. A little happy days discussion tomorrow. Prop bets. So you've got all these, the, the, just the volume of bets, 350, 450 bets, on the board. We'll get to the nuts and bolts stuff. Can I ask you a quick question about some of the fun stuff in faraway places? Well, what do you what do you tell people on the the goofy bets, the the Timberlake, the national anthem uh, cuz there are limits on these bets. So should people bet them? Should they have fun? Not waste their time. Well,
4: first, we would never and again, that's always the catch 22 with the online stuff is it's gray, right? Is some states are aggressive against so we don't give any legal stuff what i would say is if you have the opportunity to bet those and you're a lower limit player it's an oppor- it is an opportunity because what happens is they the these kind of books are looking for publicity so what do they do they put up stuff that seems wild cuz in this day and age the breakthrough to get talked about on a typical sports talk show you know, think about Colin Cowherd. Is he gonna mention just any prop randomly? No. But if something tickles his fancy, you know, LeBron's this versus whatever, cross sport, he's gonna mention it. And, you know, fifty percent of the time he'll actually mention the book it was at or whatever, right? And they figure that's worth putting this prop up. But what they'll do is make the limits like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. So if you're a professional better, it's not even worth worrying about. But if you're a fifty dollar better anyway, it the limit doesn't matter to you, right? So Go bet them if you think there's value. Now, what I'd be interested in, because I've been doing props for a long time, I've got some some stringent hard and fast rules, and I'm going to share those in a minute. But Brad, you've been in Vegas now quite a while. How do you approach the props yourself? Because I these are the kind of things, you, you have an analytical mind, you're not an NFL specialist, so... Do you dabble less because of that? How do you approach it?
2: A little less. And believe it or not, you know, player-specific, I think I'm more advantageous at the college level player-specific. I attack more. So when you
4: say player-specific, like this guy will have over or under 67 yards rushing.
2: Yeah, I uh, analyze the college game much more at a player level than I do the NFL, even though there's a so hundred. Do,
4: do you stay out of the props entirely?
2: No, I, I do take advantage, and rule of thumb is I, I bet a lot more minuses, meaning I'm not afraid to bet a lot to win a little, and typically bet a lot more unders and no's than I do yeses or you know positives and overs. How about you? What do you do with the player, uh, player props?
4: I think Brad read my tweet today. I mean, are you reading it verbatim or just from memory? No, I've just listened to people over the years tell me no, sharper,
2: sharper guys like <laughs> not, yourself, <RJ."> Not you. <laughs>
4: others. Yeah. But he touched on it. Yeah. All joking aside, it was great advice is – and this is kind of teach a man to fish kind of thing – is the public loves to bet a little to win a lot. They want that lottery effect. And what happens is the bookies know it, so they make it expensive, right? There's not great value. So you look, oh, this player is first to score a touchdown. It sounds wonderful 15 to 1, 20 to 1. It's just the odds you can win. Right? I had someone on Twitter say, Oh, yeah, well, your advice is wrong. And this was actually a fairly sharp guy um, that I've been involved, you know, had conversations with for years, right? Usually his opinion's good. He goes, I've hit the first score of the last two years. Maybe he has an amazing ability to assess who's going to score first, right? I don't know how, but let's say he did. Fine. But in general, those 10 to 15 to 1 type deals, Way too expensive. There's not value on them. And the opposite is exactly what Brad said, which is the minus money means you bet minus 180 to win 100. Doesn't mean you blindly do that, but odds are those minus money props offer better value because the public
3: doesn't want to bet them. That's they're likely cheap. How hard is it for the public from what you've noticed to stay away from you know, the offensive props? I want to root for action. And that's the second main point overs versus unders and
4: back to, and again, Twitter's great because Twitter is something that you get instant feedback on. And it's a situation where on this, in this case that someone said life's too short to bet unders. Now let's think about that. That is like some crazy wisdom, Life <laughs> is too short to bet unders. He's encapsulating exactly the challenge of being a winning better versus having fun, right? Because think about how much more fun overs are. Like, you're betting, oh, let's say Tom Brady yardage, right? How much more fun is it to say, Tom's back to pass. He's throwing along a you know, catch it, catch it, catch it, versus don't catch it, don't catch it, <laughs> don't catch it. That's not fun, right? And the old saying is true. You can win an over at any point in a game. You can never win an under until the game's over. So there's all these reasons people love to bet overs. What does it mean? If you want to have fun, go ahead. But if you want to win, or if you want to max your chance to win, you look to under. So in general, If you're betting a lot to win a little, and it doesn't have to be a lot, but let's say, and Brad said it probably better, if you're willing to lay minus money and you're looking to bet unders, you're probably ahead of 80% of people if you just follow those two rules.
3: And those overs probably have a little extra price built into them because they're getting the action of the public. That's the whole point.
4: A lot of people hear me, great question, a lot of people hear me say, the public's going one way, I want to go the other, and they're thinking, oh... That's cuz the public loses so much. No, it's because the public loses so much cuz of the vig, right? You got to hit 52.4%, right? And the public's going to win about 50. That's why they lose. But the reason there's value fading the public, let me give a quick analogy. There's two cars on a lot. There's a red one and a purple one, right? They're both for $25,000. Now, 80% of the people are buying the red one, 20% the purple. All of a sudden, they're almost out of red. What do they do? They make the red car 26000 and they make the purple car twenty four. That's like the line moving, right? Now, is it even at this point? No. There's more purple buyers, but it's still not either. Now they go to 27000 for the red in 23. At a certain point, it's going to be the action that they want, in this case, the sales they want, and the pricing then allows people to either say, am I willing to pay $4,000 more for red? Some people say yes, some people say no. Brady, let's say, opened, and I don't remember exactly, let's say at 280 yards passing. If people bet the over, it's going to go to 281, 282. At a certain point, it's going to be juicy enough on the under that the action evens out. Because the public is lopsided on the over, the lines tend to move that way. The odds makers open with with a little premium on the over, and thus, as those odds keep moving one way,
3: at a certain point, going under, offers exceptional value. I want to get to a couple of props that you guys like specifically and our college basketball breakdowns. We're getting ready for a big Saturday on the hardwood. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Here's the good news. We talked about it during the break. The debate
4: was, should I tell another story about a 60s sitcom or picks
3: in college basketball? And by a vote of 2-1, to (laughs) picks in college basketball. Texas Tech, (laughs) hot story all year. At TCU, also a much-improved program. TCU is laying three.
2: Yeah, and here's what happened with Texas Tech. Played one of the weakest non-conference strength of schedules in the entire country. So got off to a great start and got... You know, affirmed by winning on the road in Kansas to start off Big 12 play. So they start the season 14 and 1. What happened? The market caught up with them, became overvalued and overrated. One and six against the spread their last seven. And what I'm seeing, what they're struggling with, they only have one go to score. And as these games get more and more important, as we get closer to March, every possession matters. Defensive intensity goes up. And when their leading scorer, Keenan Evans, Texas Tech leading scorer, when he's off, they struggle, and I expect the struggle here. I lean with TCU, the home team, minus the three. Virginia
3: at Syracuse, number two team in the country, laying five and a half, and this was the team you were on a few weeks ago as an outside shot at a national title, and look now, number two.
2: Yeah, great value on Virginia most of the season. In fact, before the Duke game last week, here's a team that was still ranked in the top four of the polls, and was 25-1 to to win the national title. What happened? The whole world saw one of the biggest college basketball games of the season last week. They go into Cameron. They outright upset Duke. Now I think they're overpriced. A team that was 14-3 against the spread got overpriced in their last game against Louisville. Just slightly, by about a point in the marketplace, they're overpriced here. Syracuse, very Adept to, to playing their style of pace. How about a total of 114 have one of the lowest totals in college basketball? Tough to lay points on the road in that. Give me Syracuse plus the points, plus the five and a half.
4: You know, it's easy to talk about these games. Brad Vegas guy, he bets them on his Twitter at Brad Power7. He's been tweeting out tickets this week. Like, hey, this is six to one now. I've got a twenty to one. So twenty five.
2: Oh, there you go. <laughs> if, you, if
4: you like the futures, is getting ahead of the curve is the key. And Brad shows you with the tickets how well he does with that.
3: I'm shocked that a program like Kentucky seems to still be underpriced. Last week, a big dog against West Virginia this weekend at Mizzou getting two.
2: Yeah, and here's why they're over uh, they're underpriced because they just they're coming off a really bad performance after the West Virginia game. The game everyone saw them perform well. They almost lose outright to a terrible Vanderbilt team at home. I will say this in their game against Missouri tomorrow, and I've already seen a line movement on this one. This Kentucky, is Kentucky. Kentucky plus two is what they open. It's down to one and a half, and the expectation is with everyone flying in from all over the country coming here to Vegas. If they're going to bet a few college basketball games tomorrow on Saturday, they're going to be on the name brand programs that they know, and if they're going to see, hey, Kentucky's an underdog to Missouri, bet Kentucky now. That's where I lean, Kentucky plus the points, but bet it as soon as you can. And I think that's such a key point. As the
4: Super Bowl ends, you get more recreational batters involved because there's no more football left. But this Saturday in town especially – is if you're here to bet the Super Bowl, to enjoy the Super Bowl, it might be your first bet of the college basketball season, but this Saturday, with all these games, it's probably something you're going to bet, and if you're going to bet any of these games, it's going to be the big games.
3: To that point, 311,000 visitors expected to come in for Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. Wow, wow. Oklahoma, a fun team to bet because they've got this unbelievable scoring player in Trey Young. Texas is favored, though,
2: at home, minus three. Fun team to fade here recently. As college football season wind down, everyone got to learn about Trey Young, the nation's leading scorer, the nation's leading assist player, and everyone likes to bet offense, and it's actually created value to fade Oklahoma. The last eight games are two and six against the number. Looks like the line is finally catching up a little bit here, but I want to mention this. In Big 12 play, in the last month of action since January the 3rd, Kansas has three Big 12 road wins, and this is straight up. The rest of the conference combined, two. Oklahoma being one of those teams that struggled really on the road. 0-4 straight up and against the spread. Texas, a much better defensive team, can really get after and pressure Trey Young. I like the Longhorns here, minus the three.
3: Really worth a watch to see where Michigan State is right now. A lot of distractions at Indiana,
2: and the Hoosiers are getting nine. And uh, let me tip the cap to you. You mentioned Michigan State, a team to fade with all the distractions going on, and You've been correct. Last three games, they're 0-3 against the spread. But the, the value's still there because they're still winning these games straight up, and it's been relatively close to the spread. Here's where I'm going to fade them. My best bet for tomorrow, we're taking Indiana plus the 9. Indiana really plays up to the level of competition. Great performance against Purdue last Sunday when they were getting 8 or 9 points. And really, outplayed Purdue. Give me the Hoosiers plus the 9.
4: And I tell you, you just got to listen to Brad for this segment to know how deep his knowledge is. Every Wednesday, we're doing an hour podcast where he's going an hour deep into college basketball. Follow me on Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. You'll get that. And we have a two-hour podcast, me, Fezzik, and the bookmaker, Maddie Holt, and we spend pretty much an hour on props. Fezzik is unequivocally the best prop player in the world, and he shared so much at RJ in Vegas, or pregame.com. I don't know where you're going with this game, but I'm loading well, up. Moneyline I... Patriots. That
3: That's it for me. Moneyline Patriots, and tomorrow we'll break down exactly why. Jonas Knox is on the way. We'll see you tomorrow night, straight out of Vegas at 10 o'clock Pacific. Straight out of Vegas!
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.